0: As we prepare uh, to look into God's Word this morning, um, I was in conversation with Pastor Wes Smith, our district superintendent, who will be sharing with us today, and talking about the series that we started last week, that it's time to grow. And he said, Oh, I think that fits our message pretty well.
1: and so I'm going to share from Acts chapter two, verses forty
0: five and forty six.
1: forty five and forty six.
0: Yeah. And then I'll read a passage from Acts 16. And as we had discussed what he was wanting to share, this fit very well together, and I think you'll see it all kind of weave together um, as we do.
1: In Acts
0: 2, verses 45
1: and 46, we read these words.
0: Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need.
1: Every
0: day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere
1: hearts. And
0: then later in Acts, in chapter 16,
1: verses 13 through 15,
0: we read these words On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshiper of God.
1: The
0: Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message.
1: When
0: she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my
1: house. And
0: so she persuaded us. At this time, I hope you'll join me in welcoming our district superintendent, Pastor Wes Smith, up to bring us the message today.
1: Well,
0: it's awesome
2: to be here, it
1: really is.
2: Special thanks to the two of you that started that applause. That was
1: awesome.
2: (laughs) This is going to be fun this morning. Joseph and I have done translation once or twice now. Yes. I grew up mostly in South Dakota, but also in the South, so Southern is hard to translate. so let's just enjoy it together, right? That what say,
1: Joseph?
2: Yes. Awesome to participate in this ACT series and awesome to get to do what we do today, which is commission a brand new church that you, like what was read in the Lydia passage, has shown enormous hospitality to.
1: That was a lot at once, wasn't it? I'll try to keep it.
2: You just help me out with that, okay? So. <laughs> We're going to be in Job today. We're going to read the entire book of Job. So you might want to find your Bible
1: because it's going to be a lot.
2: We may skip some
1: parts.
2: (laughs) If you're brand new to the story of Job, it's a phenomenal
1: story. It's
2: sometimes misunderstood, and I hope today you leave with a different, better understanding of this amazing story.
1: I grabbed the
2: Bible that's in your chair in front of you, and if you want to find it fast on that seven eighty eight, page seven eighty eight. You probably have your phone or whatever you can use as
1: well.
2: Joseph's still finding it, so let's give him some time. (laughs) The story of Job starts this way. and It is kind of hard to find, but the story of Job starts this way. It says, in the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. It basically goes on to say, he was really rich. He had a whole bunch of stuff, cows and all kinds of stuff.
1: Including
2: a whole bunch of children. I'm not sure that's actually a blessed thing.
1: But
2: that's the point, right? Rich dude. And then it goes on to say he was righteous and upright and like was the best God follower in the world. And the idea is that those two correlate. You're really blessed if you're
1: really good.
2: That's what people in that day
1: thought.
2: And sometimes that myth is believed today, even in churches.
1: it 's easy to
2: believe and understand God that way, that if we 're good, He'll bless us. if we 're bad, He
1: punishes us..
2: Not exactly the way it works and the way the Bible teaches, but it's easy to believe
1: that. One
2: day in this story, Satan visits God and they have a
1: conversation. God
2: says, have you noticed my servant
1: Job?
2: Satan says, yeah, I have. He's he's great, but he's only great because you give him everything.
1: He kind of
2: thinks of you like, this is my word, celestial Santa Claus of some
1: kind. God, knowing
2: that even when we follow Christ, it won't always go well, wants to use Job and Satan to communicate to everybody throughout history.
1: That our
2: love for him and his love for us can be more than just a quid pro quo Uh, You give, so I'll give kind of thing.
1: Satan says
2: it's just a farce. This whole relationship between people and God.
1: It's just
2: based on blessing. We'll love him if he
1: blesses us.
2: God says, no, it's deeper. It's more than
1: that.
2: So what happens next, if you know the story, is he allows Satan to do some pretty raw, real, horrible things in Job's
1: life. The
2: kinds of things that happen sometimes in our life. He loses all of his stuff. Even his children
1: die.
2: And initially, Job's response is still pretty positive. But eventually, he becomes overwhelmed with this grief. And he starts to just mourn and spew all kinds of
1: thoughts.
2: Like you and I might. Job has some friends that come to visit.
1: I'm going
2: to read their names uh, as I can understand them. Feel free to say them however you want. Okay.
1: okay. Uh,
2: Eliphaz, the Timonite, Eliphaz, the Timonite. Bildad, the Shuhite. Zophar the Naamanthite.
1: Zophar uh, the Naamanite.
2: Bildadi the termite. Actually, I just made that up. I just, I just okay, made that up. Reading? I just made that up. I was totally just made that up. There's actually just three, as far as we know. So, okay. okay. Just stay with us, okay? Uh, but anyway, friends come. And they, they intend to comfort Job.
1: But
2: like all of us, when we're with somebody in
1: struggle,
2: it's hard not to like add words of advice. So when they see Job in this horrible situation, they start to offer
1: counsel or advice.
2: And their advice is basically
1: this.
2: Job, all this is happening to you because
1: you've sinned.
2: You or your children had some big sin of some kind. And God is disciplining you, punishing you, until you'll repent, admit your sin, and change.
1: And the
2: longer this goes on, the angrier Job gets, because he says, Guys, I may not be perfect, but I don't think I did some big sin out of the ordinary that I was not doing before. I
1: had
2: continued to live as righteously as I
1: possibly could. As
2: a matter of fact, and we're going to turn to Job 23. I'm going to read the first four verses of it. This is sort of the summation Of Job's argument about being mistreated. This is like what he had to say. Job says this. Even today my complaint is bitter. His hand, that's God's hand, is heavy in spite of my groaning. If only I knew where to find him, if only I could go to his dwelling, I would state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments.
1: Yobu atangira avugango, nanubu kuganya kwanje kumezemubu gome, imikowa kubitu kwa isumba umuneho kwanje. Hii awa narinzi, aho nyibona, ngo nyishikire intebe yayo, Naitangiraga urubanza rwanje akanwa kanje nka kuzuzamo agamagambo yo kwiburanira
2: Essentially in today's language Job is saying I want to sue God Mu mvugo yumvikana ubunye yo agiye kurega imana I want to find him I want to take him to court and I want to state my case before a judge I want to sue God
1: Ati mu mvugo ya none yo vuga ngo ngiye kwitwarira yobo mushikirize ubutabera I
2: don't know this God well, but I've followed his rules. I've done good, and he's mistreated me.
1: Well, in chapter 38,
2: he gets his chance because God shows up. So turn to chapter
1: 38.
2: I'll read uh, chapter 38, the first five verses, and, 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 and then coming again. It says, the Lord answered Job out of the storm. But that was something, right? That's, uh, that'd be quite a storm. He uh, says, who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I'll question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand who marked off his dimension. Surely you know Job.
1: Imana hanga ha iyeretse Yobu yobage Imana ge gutangira Yobu nuko uiteka iteka asubiza Yobu muri serwa akira ati uboninde wangiza Imana na magambo atarimo ubwenge noneho kenyera kigabo kuko kukuwaza kukubaza nawe unsubize. igihe nashingaga ifati zisi warihe niba uzi ubwenge bivuge ninde washizeho urugero rwayo niba uzi.
2: Part of what God is saying here is, is Job, you don't have full understanding of the situation. You don't have full knowledge of all that's going on.
1: There is
2: a bit of this that's like a parent saying to a child, you don't, you don't know the whole
1: story.
2: Kind of like when your kids pepper you with unending questions and you've just had
1: enough. And maybe,
2: maybe African parents don't do this, but sometimes I've had enough and I just start throwing questions back
1: at my kids.
2: Like, hey, Dawson, why is the grass green? Why is the sky blue? Where's the doctor? Where's the, like, period in Dr. Pepper? Like, do you know these answers, Dawson?
1: (laughs) That was the best. best.
2: I was waiting all day to see what you do with all that. Okay? So that was great. That was great. But, and sometimes we think that's the all of God's answers, just like, You're foolish, you don't know the whole answer, but there's so much more to it than that.
1: And that,
2: that's the heart of what I want to share with you today in God's response because it's really changed my
1: life.
2: Read with me what he says in chapter 38, verse 25. I'm going to pick out a few passages that explain something else God is saying, because what God's saying is, Job, you don't understand my love for you. I love you for no strategic reason. I just love you because that's who I am, that's the nature of who I am. So he starts to give Job these pictures that Job and his friends are at first very confused by.
1: Like verse 25 of chapter
2: 38, he starts this way. He says, Job, who cuts a channel for the torrents of rain and a path for the thunderstorm to water a land where no man lives? a desert with no
1: one in it.
2: Water, rain, was an incredibly rare resource in Job's day in his area, and it would be it would be very confusing that God would send rain to a place with no agriculture, where there was no strategic good for rain. This would this would be confusing to Job. Hold that thought, because
1: another picture is in chapter thirty-nine, verse five
2: through eight. This again would have been very confusing and. They're really mind-boggling to to Job's friends.
1: In thirty-nine verse
2: five, he says, "Who let the wild donkey go free? Who untied his ropes? I gave him the wasteland as his home, the salt flats as his habitat. He laughs at the commotion in town. He does not hear a driver's shout. He ranges the hills for his
1: pasture." Ninde wazizi twiye izo nahaye ubutayunguzi bibemo ni igihugu cyo cuka mu nzihaho ubuturo bwazo nzanga urusaku rwo mu mudugudu kandi ntabwo nzumva urwamu rw'izo ryoyobeye mu misozi aho zikahuka zikaja gushaka intohera zo
2: in Job's days These wild donkeys were considered a nuisance, and they wanted to be rid of them because they served no strategic value to anybody. And God says, who made the wild donkey? Who waters the grass it feeds on?
1: My favorite is still in chapter 39, verse
2: 13. This is hilarious. And God here Let's us uh, give us uh, a little sneak peek to his personality. It's awesome. Re- re- chapter 39, verse 13. I'm going to read to you about what God says about the ostrich. Listen to this. God says, "...the wings of the ostrich flap joyfully, but they cannot compare with the pinions and the feathers of the stork. She lays her eggs on the ground and lets them warm in the sand, unmindful that a foot may crush them." That some wild animal may trample them, she treats her young harshly as if they were not hers. She cares not that her labor was in vain, for God did not endow her with wisdom or give her a share of good sense. Yet when she spreads her feathers to run, she laughs at the horse and rider.
1: Iyakungatana ubwibone ariko se amababa yayo nayo moya yayo si ubwiza gusa kuko amagi yayo iyatera ku butaka igashuhira mu mukungugo yuko ikirenge cyabasha kuyahwata cyangwa yuko imishwa yabasha kuyakandagira igirira ibyana byayo nabi hibitari ibyayo
2: God says Job Have you seen the ostrich, dumbest animal I ever made?
1: I didn't
2: give her any wisdom, and by the way, Job, she's a horrible mom.
1: She lays
2: her eggs, and then she accidentally walks on them and crushes them. But Job, have you seen her run?
1: Oh, Job, I love
2: to watch you run. You guys have these horse races? I made a really dumb bird that's faster than all of you. And Job's friends are blown away by a God who loves a bird with no wisdom.
1: If you
2: go to ch- chapter 40, I won't take time to read it, but the story God gives there is a story about a behemoth, which is something like a modern day
1: rhinoceros. <laughs>
2: In Job's day, they were trying to eliminate the behemoth completely because it ate a lot of grass and served no human any good at all.
1: And
2: God says, you can read it there, I think the behemoth is the best thing I ever made. I love the
1: behemoth.
2: And Job and his friends are just flabbergasted by this God who loves. He just seems to love for no strategic reason. Like like his love is not based on good behavior.
1: And so as
2: we end the book. Go with me to chapter 42 to hear Job's response.
1: Chapter 42, verse 3 is
2: where I'll start because Job, Job is now speaking back to God. It, it, he says this, Job says this in verse 3. He says, you asked who is this that obscures my counsel without knowledge? And then Job says, surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, I will speak, I will question you, you shall answer me. Then Job says this, my ears had heard of you, like I'd been to Sunday school class and people had told me things about God. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you and and it's as if to say, and it's a lot different than I thought you're not who i thought you were
1: anga humukicacha mirongo na kabiri ku murongo wa gatatu ravuga ngo imana yabugira ati ubo ninde uhisha inama kandi ataza ubwenge yobarasubiza ati nco cyatumye mvuga ico ntazi ni ibintu byandenze bitangaje mbivuga ntabizi noneho umva ndakwinginze ngiye kuvuga ngiye kukubaza amaze nawe nsubize ibyawe narabyumvishije amatwi ariko noneho amaso yanje arakureba
2: It turns out I don't have to earn your love, Job is saying. You're an amazing, wonderful God, and you can be trusted to make decisions in my life, even trusted with my kids.
1: You're
2: different than I thought.
1: And
2: what happens as you follow Christ is this amazing love and grace it's supposed the idea is if you let it in it will transform you it will change you
1: And
2: if you look at the very end of job verse 12
1: now of chapter 42
2: I want you to watch what's happened in Job's life because this is, if you had been a reader reading this passage I'm going to read, this, this would have been mind-blowing in Job's day.
1: Starting at verse 12 in chapter
2: 4, I'm going to read, it says, The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. He had now fourteen thousand
1: sheep, six thousand camels, a thousand yoka oxen, and a thousand donkeys.
2: He also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jimama the second, Keziah, and the third, Karen
1: Hapik. What I just
2: read, again, would have been almost scandalous in Job's day. It says he has seven sons and three daughters. In Job's days, sons were very strategic because when they married, you got you got wealth given to you. Daughters were considered not strategic at all, very typically unloved, sometimes even treated harshly because when they got married, you had to give your wealth away.
1: Ati muge <laughs> chai yovu, yara fitaba na wari nguwa wahungu wari nduwi, na wakoga wata tunghungu koto wavivuza. Muricho umuhungu wawagashaka wakuzanilagu wutunzi
2: so when you listed your children you'd list the names of your sons but never your daughters Job doesn't list the name of his sons he lists the name of his daughters I had seven sons but who cares but I got amazing daughters the most beautiful girls in the world probably not but Job thinks they are right
1: He's
2: become the kind of a person who loves, not because it's in his strategic self-interest,
1: it's just who he is.
2: And these names would have been considered crazy in Job's day. Like Jimena, Keziah, Karen, Hepik. One's a dove. He named one of these daughters after a bird.
1: In
2: Job's days, names were supposed to have like huge, deep meaning. You never named your daughter after a bird. But Job has become this, a whole new man. Like he just is celebrating and loving and having fun.
1: <laughs>
2: Jimima means a spice. It literally means like cinnamon or something. It's, it's very much like he named his daughter spicy. Like she's born and she sa- he says, oh, she's a little spicy. Let's call her Spicy
1: mu Karen Hepburn
2: is actually makeup he named his daughter after makeup this would be like you naming your daughter Maybelline
1: okay ati rero ninko gufata wa a at
2: dinner parties I guarantee you they said Job has lost his mind he's lavishing praise and joy for no strategic reason at all it's just who he is now
1: and then
2: this last stunning phrase it says and their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers.
1: You
2: never gave your daughters an inheritance because why? You're going to give all that away. That
1: was stupid. People who follow Christ
2: have experienced such unearned
1: love, such
2: undeserved grace,
1: that
2: they love and give and serve for no personal strategic reason at
1: all.
2: Because they serve a savior who gave up everything and died on a cross for them. So churches host small groups of people who will someday become their own church and give back in no way at all.
1: And the
2: people of those churches love people in their community who will be able to give back to them in no meaningful way at all. And I'm challenged by this because still some days I love, but I love
1: strategically. And
2: the kind of love given to
1: me
2: was while I was still a sinner.
1: Undeserved.
2: And I'm doing my best. To become the kind of Christ follower who loves people who will never be able in any way to pay that love
1: back. (laughs)
2: And I'm challenging our churches to be the kind of a place that loves and gives and launches knowing there'll be no payback of any kind.
1: And I think I'm
2: in the church that does that better than any church
1: I know.
2: Looking at you, I can easily see that you're not perfect.
1: There's
2: not necessarily a strategic reason for God to love you.
1: Or me.
2: But he did, right? And now, for a third time, at least, you're doing something that I'm in awe of, and all of us as churches are grateful for. You've hosted, and now today we're launching a congregation that I think has and will give you enormous joy, but maybe not a lot else.
1: And we're going to
2: begin a new congregation today. And my challenge to you, Pastor, is to be the kind of a place where people are loved Because that's who you are as a church, not for any strategic reason.
1: I know you're
2: already that. And I I commend and love you for it.
1: And
2: someday I hope to get to stand with you.
1: As we
2: launch a new congregation that you have hosted and loved, I honor you and your people. You have led very, very
1: well.
2: So I want to invite you and your leaders, if you would, to come come up on the platform today. All who would like to, and I want to pray for everybody that's here, myself included. And then I've got a certificate I want to give to the pastor, and uh, some words I want to say to their team today
1: kandi na pastor baze hari certificate cyashaka kubaha nabandi bayobozi bitorerero mwese muze mutambuke hanyuma bayobozi bose bwo bitorerero mutambuke
0: By
2: the way, your choir is
1: spectacular. (laughs) Afterwards,
2: I'm going to offer them a bribe to travel with me and sing every time I speak.
1: (laughs) Will you
2: pray with me? Father in heaven, the Father in heaven who loves ostriches just because they're so much fun to watch run. The Father in heaven who waters a desert that nobody will ever benefit from. The Father in heaven who takes joy in the behemoth. And the Father in heaven who sent his only begotten son so that we we might have life. I pray to you, Father, and I'm stunned by your mercy and love for me. I'm in awe of it. And I worship you this morning. You were more wonderful than my ears had heard. You are tremendous. And I stand with heroes this morning who have served and loved a group of people foreign to them and I'm so grateful for them. And I stand here this morning with heroes who from another country and place have loved you and gone through all of the challenges to become part of this family and part of this group, and I'm in all of them, Father, for they're loving the people of, of, of their place of origin in such magnificent ways, and I'm so grateful for them. So, Father, as I stand here with their two pastors, uh. I want to pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit that you'd bless them. Give them wisdom, like, like lots of it, Father. Give them strength and courage to know, once they know how, what to do and how to lead, give them that strength and courage that nothing could stand in their way. I just pray, Father, your will would be done and your kingdom would come in this new church and that you would bless these pastors and their other leaders in amazing ways so that everyone in their community, everyone in their community in this region could know a savior who loves them deeply and wants a relationship with them and died for them. May your gospel Bear much fruit in this community. I pray this. I pray this again in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Joseph, help me. I want to say the name right. Right, Pastor Sabinyana. Right, Pastor Sabinyana. You are a hero, as I prayed just a minute ago.
1: And And it's,
2: it's a privilege of me to give you this certificate that among us all honors you as a church in the Wesleyan Church in good standing.
1: May you take
2: authority. To lead lead as God empowers you to lead
1: in your
2: local congregation of believers. I think we want to get, uh, yeah, thank you, Pastor. I think we want to get, he wanted a picture of, of a moment here.
1: Adecatuí, a Guerezé, no
2: I'm going to turn this over to you for some responses that you have planned. Thank you, sir.
1: First of all, we thank all God
2: Almighty.
3: Second of all, we thank
1: the Church of Olenewood.
3: We know
1: that you love us. Even though we don't love you back as you we're supposed to. But you love us beyond what we can think of. We are happy to be here. We have here many years.
3: We
1: have seen the love that has flown from Linwood congregation. Men's and women's. The pastors. And we love you as
3: well. May God bless you. The second,
1: we want to thank the leadership we have now.
3: Pastor
1: Mark, we love you. We
3: thank God who called
1: you when you still young.
3: May God
1: bless you and your family. Let's clap a hand for him.
3: <laughs> to end our
1: Thanksgiving, let's uh, thank the district superintendent.
3: May
1: God bless you. Today, it's a joy day
3: for us. You
1: have officially initiated this as a church. This ceremony will not forget about it. May God bless
3: you. We will
1: keep under your authority and your leadership. You will lead us. We
3: will honor you.
1: All you want us to initiate. Let's give a round of applause to him.
3: We want to
1: introduce the leadership that we have.
3: He is an associate pastor.
1: His name is Fidel.
3: He's
1: the associate pastor. Her name is Noela. She's the advisor in our church.
3: And this is my wife. Let's
1: clap hands for her.
3: <laughs> She's
1: in charge of women's. Uh, and I know most of you know Grace. She's the one with the treasure
3: right now. And
1: she will be in charge of her
3: treasure. Uh, I'm the
1: worship leaders. I have another
3: edition.
1: And he plays great roles as a liaison Between Linwood and the African church.
3: We thank you
1: so much.
3: May God bless you.
1: Thank you so much.